0: mercy in marriage and why it matters. That's the topic of the Joplin Andrea podcast. Thank you for joining us today as Andrea and I take on the topic of what forgiveness looks like between a husband and a wife. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Andrew and I are excited to be talking today about mercy in marriage, why it's needed, what it looks like, and what happens when we withhold mercy from one another. You know, sometimes there is nothing except mercy that's gonna make a situation better. And so, a uh, very important topic. If you're gonna have a marriage that lasts very long, you're gonna have to learn to forgive one another. And so today, that is the topic of the Joplin Andrea podcast. Yeah. Before, though, Andrea's got a game. She's got a game. She wants to play. Um, It's basically a do you know your spouse challenge. It is. And so we're answering questions about each other. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So if I get the question, I have to answer Uh, what I think your answer would be. Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then we can discuss it. All okay. right. Okay. So
0: let's go. You it's your game, so you get asked the questions. All right.
1: So here's a little piece of fun for our Friday. Um, who said I love you first? Me. Okay. I'll also say you. Yes. 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 You did.
0: I mean, I knew, I knew I was in love with you, from the moment that I knew I was in love with you, and <laughs> I I remember I actually told her on the phone which was kind of a weak move but you know it was like mm-hmm. we were on the phone and it was my this chance to true. say it and i was like you know it was like goodbye and i'm like i love you and i kind of left it hanging to see if she'd say the same thing back yes and i you pretty much said good luck with that and i think hung up
1: i didn't say good luck with what that, did but you I, say i i was curious if we haven't talked about this a long time so i good guess time to talk about it now it. um i just didn't say anything
0: that's right. Yeah. She, it's sort of like leaving. Nowadays, they call it leaving you on red.
1: Yeah, I left him on but red. But she
0: left me on red, old school way, yeah. and was just like,
1: okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did think it was really important that if I wasn't sure if I wanted to say it, that I didn't just say it. So, I agree. I mean, you got to give me that. Yeah, so. Yeah, She told me about
0: a week later. I think about a week later, she started using that same term. And so, Uh
1: uh-huh. yeah. Yeah.
0: But Mm -hmm. I think you did love me then. You just were nervous to say it.
1: I was making sure. Yeah. Making sure. Okay, next question. All right, next question. What is your partner's silliest fear?
0: Hmm. Uh, Can you go first?
1: Yeah, I can actually. Um, I would have to say messes. Like (laughs) he freaks out sometimes when it's messy. (laughs) And so... Um, that is a small fear. That's kind of silly. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, I would say yours are all snakes. Um, I understand big snakes. I understand snakes that bite. I understand, you know, poisonous snakes, but Andrea is so scared of all snakes. Doesn't matter if it's a baby gardener snake. That's only 12 inches long.
1: How do you know it's a gardener?
0: Or well, you can tell what snakes are by looking at them.
1: I can't tell. They all just look scary and they have big teeth.
0: <laughs> they don't. No, they don't all have big teeth. <laughs> How so, do you know they don't have big teeth? Um,
1: they're not like coming at you with their teeth they're out. They're tiny, just like coming at you and they're going to surprise so, you with their teeth.
0: So definitely that is your silliest fear. Hmm.
1: Well, I don't know. Okay. Um, let's see. Who's more adventurous?
0: I think it defi- you know it depends how you define the term adventurous but I would say it's a tie. I think we are both equally adventurous.
1: Nice. I actually was going to say a tie too cuz it depends on what it is. Yeah. Yep, there's a lot of areas that you're definitely more adventurous in but I think there's equally as many that I'm like, let's do this. So. Yeah. Wow, good answer. Good answer there. All right. Um name your spouse's favorite restaurant.
0: Las Vaquitas.
1: Las Vaquitas. I do love Las Vaquitas. Love me some good Mexican food. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd have to say probably um, like the oh now I'm drawing the blank on the name of it, but the steakhouse. Yeah. Longhorn. Longhorn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm I have to say Longhorn or a steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you
0: know probably Longhorn. Um, I do like um, Texas Roadhouse, but Mm -hmm. Longhorn is not as loud. It's a little uh, better setting to just sit and kind of have a conversation yeah and honestly i feel like the food's just as good yeah. so yeah Longhorn's yeah. probably my favorite yeah
1: i figured you kind of like the sides at longhorn sometimes better like not the not the rolls
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah.
1: the sides so all right um let's see what was your spouse's first job this is gonna be a tough one
0: um lifeguard
1: um yeah, my first job was actually Sonic in Haiti.
0: Before you were a lifeguard, Before you worked I was, at Sonic?
1: I did, yeah, for a very short time. Huh. Yeah. I did
0: not know this.
1: I did, yeah. I was your car hop at your service. Who
0: are you? <laughs> it's like I don't even know who you are.
1: <laughs> oh, let's see if I can get yours right. Taco Tico. No. Pizza place?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Pizza wow. Hut. All right. It was one of the two. So.
0: Yeah. That was close. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That good. I like it.
1: Yeah. Yep. That was good. Good memory. All right. Out for a date or in for a movie on a date night?
0: Um, I'm I'm answering what I think you would choose to do. Yeah. Generally out for a date? Yeah. yeah. hmm Yep. Go out and do something? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to actually actually answer yours with half and half. I think sometimes you're like definitely out for a date, but sometimes you're like... Movie night's good. Yeah. Yeah? -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Most of the time out for a date.
0: I would go out for a date more often. If there's
1: good movies. It's just
0: not always something to do. And so it's like we spend our time trying to figure out something to do. We don't go to the bars and we don't go to the clubs. And so it's like, you know, there's only so many movies that you and I feel we enjoy watching too. And Mm -hmm. so I like going out. Yep. It's just like our options are so limited that sometimes it's easier to... Yeah,
1: just stay know,
0: in. Or maybe we'll go get a quick bite to eat and then come back and watch True. a movie or something. But
1: yeah. yeah yeah. All right, final question. I just want
0: to be wherever you are, babe. That's all oh, that matters. Oh, that's nice. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who is the tidiest?
0: Wow, that's a tough one. Is it? Um, that's a tough one. You know, I, I would think say... think you might have
1: everyone fold here.
0: I would say... It's, could be a tie.
1: Could it? Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: and if you know, tie goes to the runner. I probably win that one. But mm. it's it's really close.
1: Hmm. Okay. What would you say? Well, glad you asked. <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends on what we're talking about. I definitely think when it comes to just like a certain spot being the most tidy, as like your desk, you win hands down. Yeah. But I don't actually think that sometimes it's fair if like I get counted as having the whole house because mm-hmm. that also means that like the kids are part of my equation, you're part of my equation, the dog's part of my equation, and so then that's just not fair, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so like your car though and my truck are like the same. Your well, the kids still ride in my car a whole lot more than they ever ride in your truck. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I do think you're overall more tidy. And I drove the kids
0: around, and you just had my truck. They'd be about the same.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All righty. Yes. Okay. Hands down.
0: No right or wrong answer here, folks. This is just opinion time. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Mine's
1: just a little bit more like uh, user friendly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, when there's like a couple crumbs, they're like,
0: we're getting snack. in here. Like, no, yeah. not a snack. Just oh, no. like,
1: this is, this has got life in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah.
1: agree. Yours is just more like if we wanted to sell it right off the lot, we wouldn't even have to clean it.
0: This is true. We could just, I, yeah, Yeah. totally agree.
1: Yeah, so. But
0: I've really never thought about that. Like the crumbs so like, around your car would come in handy if you like were starving and you needed a snack.
1: No, I would never do that.
0: No. You just, what do you leave them there for then?
1: I just don't have time to always go suck out every little teeny tiny crack. I see. I have a lot more people riding in my car, so there's a lot more activity going on. And yeah. So you just have like a few crumbs from yourself.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, see, uh, like, definitely
1: you're winning in the most tidy always, but I, I said still it was think a tie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so uh, let's, move on. let's move on let's okay. get let's get to the main topic of today's podcast which is mercy yes. in marriage and we're going to talk about kind of what that looks like uh, what it looks like when someone's not willing to uh, extend mercy but one of the things that i think is really helpful um at, at getting this conversation started right is defining the word mercy yeah and so we're, we're we're today we're being very specific when we talk about mercy. And the word mercy what it literally means is to not make somebody pay for something they should have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the world of you know illegal activity, crime, to show mercy would be to find someone who was guilty that was going to have to pay for their crimes and choose to let them off. That would be mer- showing mercy. Um, grace, on the other hand, is when you do something good that's not necessarily earned or deserved. Mercy is when you withhold punishment
1: mm-hmm.
0: and do not punish even though the punishment could be arguably deserved. That's what mercy is, and so that's what we're talking about today: is mercy in marriage when your partner has done something that really, you know, maybe deserves that they should have to pay for that, but choosing not, you know, to make your partner pay. And so, um,
1: A big topic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let, let's start off simply with the question of: Is it needed in marriage. I mean if if we're married to a person and you know we're committed for life, um, when that person has done something that's really wrong, do do, do we owe mercy? Should we be merciful in marriage? Uh, what does that look like? Does it mean we're not holding each other accountable? And so let's start with is mercy needed? In successful marriages? And if so, why?
1: All right. Well, I, you know, absolutely, it's needed. Just like I look, you know, God had to extend mercy to us. And so, you know, if we have a faith built marriage, we definitely need to have mercy as a part of it. If you've been married for any length of time, I mean, we're human nature. So we're bound to do something, even if it's not catastrophic, we're bound to do something that, you know, is in need of some kind of forgiveness and um so absolutely it's absolutely necessary to to be a part of a healthy marriage that will ultimately succeed yeah through all things
0: um yeah so i'm gonna echo that yeah mercy is it's necessary if you're gonna have a marriage that makes it for the long haul yes you're gonna have to be merciful
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um because people are people none of us are perfect none of us get it right all the time and you know another word for mercy is forgiveness mercy and forgiveness are almost identical (laughs) and forgiveness does not necessarily mean that i'm in denial that something wrong happened here but forgiveness says, I'm not gonna make you pay. You know, maybe you legitimately owe me something. You, you you there's something that should be done to make that right, but I'm not gonna make you pay up. That's what forgiveness means. And that's what Jesus did for us. Right? We there was a debt that we owed. And Jesus paid that debt for us, and then forgave us you know it's it's not like we earn our relationship with god it's not like you know there's this time frame where god forces us to prove we are who we say we are but when we come in sincerity and ask for forgiveness it's just granted to us and it's like all the things that we've done wrong are forgiven yeah so forgiveness is needed you know it's needed in marriage because what every now and then we're just going to get it wrong we're you know We're people. Uh, Sometimes we uh, are selfish. Sometimes we're tired and exhausted. And when you're tired and exhausted, sometimes you say things you shouldn't say or you have attitudes you shouldn't have. And if you're going to hold a grudge against the person you're spending your life with, your husband or your wife, every time they get it wrong, um, it's going to be a really difficult marriage. So yes, forgiveness, mercy absolutely it's needed in marriage so what does it look like when a person doesn't give mercy in marriage
1: it looks um, a lot like a miserable scenario because you know if you can't give forgiveness and forgiveness is needed then you're just stuck you can't really move anywhere you can't get things better you can't make things change you can't you know
0: practically what is it you know, what does it look like when a wife is frustrated with her husband and she's not showing mercy, she's not willing to extend forgiveness. How does that what 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 does that end up doing in the marriage? What's the marriage look like um, when a wife is not giving forgiveness? And then I'll kind of speak from the man's point of view.
1: Um, well, I believe that it does something in the wife, you know, it it starts setting things in her mind to get her mind start working in the wrong direction um of trying to fix things it ultimately ends up overflowing into the family if you have kids or if you have you know people around you eventually it'll start overflowing into your work and into your just everyday life because it is a active part of you marriage is a together thing and so if my husband and i are having problems and i'm choosing to not extend mercy and extend um, an opportunity to you know allow things to get better then really it affects every piece of my life
0: from a man's perspective i think when when a husband feels uh, slighted or done wrong or and, and maybe he has been slighted you know maybe maybe the wife has done something that was wrong when a man's not willing to forgive, um, and and you know wants to make her pay, what it looks like in the marriage is a lot of times um, he's not willing to be loving. Now he becomes uh, much more mean spirited, um, and begins to see a problem everywhere. You know where problems didn't used to be, and it's like. Well, you know everything's an attitude problem, and then, and then you, you start um, when when you hold bitterness towards a person, and, and instead of forgiving, uh, specifically towards your spouse, um, you know it it impacts the entire home because we're in the home together, and so you know if I'm with if I'm angry at you and I'm unwilling to forgive and I'm unwilling to be merciful and I, and I make the decision. You know, in my mind and my heart, I'm going to make you pay. You don't talk to me that way, and you did this or that, and it made me mad. So I'm going to make you pay. Well, the only way I can make you pay is by hurting you, by wounding you, uh, by neglecting you, by withholding love. That attitude, you cannot hide from the home. You know, it's and and it, it's it's uh, it can become toxic and create a toxic environment. The other thing that's really dangerous when we uh, withhold forgiveness is one of the things that happens then is sometimes we begin to move into fantasy where we fantasize about other people. We think, you know, the the wife's mad at her husband because he's been a jerk or whatever, let's just say. And he said something he shouldn't have said and did something he shouldn't have done or he's not being loving. And there's nothing he can do to make it right he just it's done it's over and if they're going to move on she's got to forgive when she makes up her mind in her heart she's not going to forgive that fantasy can start to creep in where it's like well you know i'm sure you know if i could get in a different relationship i wouldn't deal with this Uh, same thing can happen with the husband you know where if he's unwilling to forgive unwilling to be merciful you, you do that long enough you start fantasizing and and i will say this it is a fantasy mm-hmm. there is no such thing as a marriage that won't require mercy and grace there is no relationship on earth that will not require forgiveness because we are all people and we all get it wrong sometimes but the point i'm making is you know if you, you you'll start if you hold on to unforgiveness long enough you'll there's a danger of starting to fantasize about what a relationship might look like um, you know somewhere else and so I, I just I can't caution enough against the danger of holding on to bitterness towards your spouse so what does it look like though when a person is merciful right how do we show mercy what's that look like when you know when when you've when you feel like I've wronged you and I don't seem to be doing anything to earn forgiveness. I don't seem to be like, you know, oh, you're totally right, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. And instead, I just kind of go on about it like I'm not the one that's wrong, you are. But you're convinced that I've done you wrong. How, what does mercy towards me and forgiveness, what does it look like in your life in those moments?
1: Um, I think that it looks exactly just bringing it back to you know biblical things that you know god's forgiven us repeatedly for things we're all human nature and we're all going to make mistakes and so just having that constant reminder that you know i mean there's certain things that do have to be be addressed and you know if if it's above and beyond then obviously it's something that you and your husband need to work out but if it's something that you know just is such as life then You know keeping my eyes focused on the way that Christ does with us and I think about how often I actually fail him you know just in the little things that I don't mean to I get tired I get you know sloppy on something and I fail him and he's constantly forgiving me and so I need to be able to apply that in my own marriage just like he applies with me um every day
0: I, you know for me, I think um, what it kind of looks like from the husband's perspective um, is first of all, echo a lot of what you said. You know, we have to realize that we have to have realistic expectations about our spouse. I have to remember when I feel like you know you're in the wrong, you shouldn't be that way. you know you're being you're you're having an attitude you shouldn't have or whatever. I have to remember first of all that there's no perfect human being on earth, myself included, and you get the right to be human. I'm not That's making it. excuses for bad behavior, but it you still have the right to be human. And I can't expect my spouse to be this perfect person that never, ever, ever crosses me. That's ridiculous. There's nobody on the planet that will ever be able to do that. So we can't expect our spouses to be God. God's the only one that will never need our mercy. You know, people fail us and we fail ourselves. And so got to keep that in mind. Uh, For me, um, practically what it looks like is I've got to make a conscious decision that I'm going to show you love. Like when I feel offended or slighted, one of my gut instincts is like, well, I'm not going to be very loving. You know, I don't want to hold her at night. I don't want to be sensitive because I don't want her to think I'm not mad. And at some point, though, when it's clear I'm not going to get what I want, I have to realize, hey, dude, you're just trying to make her pay. Stop it. You got to forgive and truly forgive. And I have to do my part and show you love and be loving and, and be obedient to what God said did to do, which is love your wife as Christ loved the church and laid his life down for her. And, it's, and so sometimes being merciful and forgiving in my life, it practically looks like you know, me getting out of my pity party and being intentional mm-hmm. about showing you love and, and just moving on. It's done. It's in the past. It happened, you know. And I'll tell you, for me, learning to do this in marriage has been helpful. It's been freeing. If you don't learn to do this, you'll think you have to fight all the time until one of you is right. And normally, you never actually get to who's right. It's just whoever's maddest is kind of who gets to win the argument. But when you realize you don't always have to be right, I need forgiveness you need forgiveness we all need forgiveness sometimes this is just the way is you just forgive you move on it is so freeing in marriage i mean it it, it's like it's just an awesome place to get to because now every fight doesn't have to be this big deal every disagreement doesn't have to be this big deal every time that i feel wounded it doesn't have to be a big deal i learn to forgive and move on And so um,
1: I think that's something that's helpful, too, is to remember that, you know, in marriage, we go through different things. And often if we're in need of mercy, it's probably because we're going through something and it's just life's caught up with us and we've acted a way we shouldn't. But remembering that, you know, when you're the opposite end of the spectrum, that I don't have to own your stuff and that you might be off a little this week and you may have said something you shouldn't have said my feelings got hurt but at the end of the day not to let it ruin my day or my week or you know just consume me with thoughts because that's actually not helping me either and now all of a sudden we're both on this same level um but even if i'm working through giving you mercy you know Being able to just allow God to work out in my life the details and not have to own the stuff that you're going through and being okay with, you know, life happening, human nature coming in and, you know, just getting back on track.
0: Yeah. So there will never be a marriage that makes it that does not have mercy as part of the marriage. Mm -hmm. Guys, it's going to be needed. Um, you've got to learn to forgive truly forgive forgive your spouse forgive your you know forgive your wife forgive your husband husbands forgive your wives you've got to learn to do it we've got to show mercy um and a lot of times marriages that end in divorce do end in divorce because one or both parties just refuse to ever show mercy to one another They refuse to ever extend true forgiveness to one another. They want to hold grudges for everything. And so, so very important. That said, I want to close with just a couple minutes. And I want us to speak to, you know, that person that maybe they're in the middle of a divorce. um, Maybe they've been through a divorce. They're hearing us talk and they're thinking oh so this whole thing's my fault you're telling me that i just have to forgive no matter what happens to me and that if i will then my marriage will work i want to speak to that because that's actually not what we're saying there are times when um you know actions need to be taken that could lead towards divorce um to you know protect a person physically sometimes emotionally but um what, what would you say to that person that's you know maybe offended at what they just heard and they're you know that feels like maybe they're being blamed for not being merciful that's why their marriage isn't working or that's why it failed what would you say to that
1: i would say that each situation is its own and obviously in marriage you know we're just talking about the little everyday things you know maybe somebody said something either not there's an attitude that's there there that shouldn't be maybe you know you're just disagreeing about some things or been treated with disrespect but you know um, there are a lot of situations that are above and beyond or maybe you have a spouse that's doing nothing but constantly treating you that way um, and so in those cases there is a need to seek out some help and get wisdom from you know people who can help counsel you in the right direction because there is the importance of putting up boundaries too, if your spouse is repeatedly doing something that is harmful and not doing their part on their end. And so what we're talking about is different. It's on both ends. You both have to give, you both have to take and and make it work. Um, but just encourage you, if you are that person, that listener out there who is going through something that is a lot bigger than what we're talking, um, seek help because there is help out there to help you um, get a fresh perspective on your marriage you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you just can't see things clearly. And maybe there is something that you could try that you haven't tried. Um, Maybe there isn't something and you need to take some steps that are a little bit different, put up some bigger boundaries. But um, to that person, I would just say, you know, reach out out for more help. Reach out to get specific for your need on, you know, how maybe you can work through your situation that is pertaining to it all by itself. And
0: maybe you'll find from, you know, the people that you... your your counselors that they'll tell you hey you've you've, you have been merciful (laughs) you've been really merciful Mm -hmm. you're really patient you've been very forgiving um and that's not the problem here so um i I will just simply say that a marriage can't work without forgiveness it's needed um it has to
1: come from both sides it does need
0: to come from both sides um and most not all but a blanket statement Most of the time when a person, you know, if you're listening and you've been divorced and you're thinking, well, I wonder if I should have been more merciful. Maybe, maybe you should have. Okay. You got to be merciful with yourself in that. But generally speaking,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: most people don't just run out and get divorced the first time they've been wrong or second time they've been wrong. I mean, they're they're normally there has been mercy that's been extended there has been forgiveness that has been extended and something that's gone on repeatedly becomes a cycle that no matter how much mercy and forgiveness is extended it's not changing the situation and i just want to acknowledge we understand that those situations exist um and certainly don't want anybody you know leaving this podcast feeling like hey i'm being blamed for the failure of my marriage because i was hurt i was done wrong and Mm -hmm. i didn't forgive um that said it still requires forgiveness and and I think we have to check our hearts and make sure you know that we're not walking around with grudges and chips on our shoulder every time our spouse does something we disagree with we've just got to learn to forgive it's part of marriage you've got to have mercy in marriage for it to work and as Christ has given us mercy if there's anybody on the earth that we should be extending mercy towards It's the person who's promised to spend the rest of their life with us. Mm -hmm. And so it's very needed. I think maybe us guys need it more often than the ladies (laughs) do. Uh, That's probably the situation in the Emerson household. But um, you can't make it without mercy. That's right. All right, guys. Next month, we're going to be talking about grace in marriage. Grace is a wonderful, beautiful topic It's more of a positive topic. It's like, you know, being good, being kind, just for the sake of being good and being kind. And we're going to talk about how that impacts a marriage positively, give you some ideas on what grace might look like from the husband and wife perspective at the uh, next podcast, which will drop the last Friday of next month.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that.
0: You got anything else you want to say?
1: I don't think so. That's all I got.
0: God bless you guys. We'll see you next month.